0: Barnes is, he's, he's an anomaly. He's that dude. He's that guy when, when the NCAA has their commercials about, you know, most of our athletes and athletes go over something other than sports. He is the picture perfect. I want to know from you, what was it that you expected from the conversation with Jared?
1: Yeah, he is someone who is the epitome of hard work and dedication and organization because there's no way you can he just he quoted he said one thing that he says I just showed up I was like there's no you can't just say I just showed up and get all that done you know and that's what he said he's like I just showed up and I was able to achieve everything that he achieved Um, but I think from a student athlete perspective he was someone that went to two power five schools played at an elite level with elite players and now still works with elite players today so I think the most the biggest thing I took out of it was you know he knew what he wanted to do it wasn't he didn't wait and try to figure it out he had a business plan before stepping into Ohio State and he told his advisor and he was able to get it done because he just had goals for himself and it wasn't
0: something that he was gonna wait for it to happen he made it happen what did you take away from the conversation? Because he is somebody, kind of the opposite of you, He yeah. kind of knew going <laughs> in that the professional space wasn't something that he was going to venture into. Um, and uh, opposite of you, where you know, you're just waiting on the contract right now. So what what did you learn from him for, that you could take on your personal journey? Yeah, I, I mean, as someone that's kind of still in school and... Um
1: about to be making my way out it was just it's never you know it's never too late to become I don't know like become organized and it's not I think people think you're either a hard worker or you're not you either have those qualities or you don't but that's not really that's not really how it comes down to it's a mindset and I think he has that mindset to a tee of um, someone that doesn't want to be outworked and You know, for me, it's like, I don't want to be out worked in the gym, but he showed me that like, it's another big thing to not be out worked in the workplace. So that was a big thing for me um, is to like bring the competitive competitiveness like on the court and off the court.
0: Well, you know, Jared is someone, he he was uh, an observer of our first Game Changer Retreat. He became a speaker at our second Game Changer Retreat, and there is never anything that comes out of his mouth that I'm just like, preach. Preach. For real,
1: I was like, don't stop Um, talking.
0: (laughs) Please don't. Why do I only have 20 minutes? No, but... uh, what is it that you think um our listeners should really take away from the conversation that you've had with Jared that they may kind of go in have and stance like thinking, "Oh, this is just another uh conversation that Ronica's having with somebody, but I think there's more to his conversation than people think. What should people kind of be listening out for? He said one thing where it was um listening to your inner voice, which was another big thing that
1: I um really paid attention to because you know as People in general, we always have that voice inside of our head that's like that what if, like what if I wanted to do something? What if I couldn't blah, 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 whatever it is. You always have that voice inside of your head and it's kind of just like, go for it. And he proved that when you set your mind to something, and I know it's so cliche, like start something because your mind told you to and like go after it. But it's not only that, it's using your resources and doing it, it's pushing your brain behind, beyond the boundaries that you have set for yourself when that little voice tells you what if like try it out and see like maybe it'll happen because for him it has and I know for me personally like every time I've said yes and I am like what if this was to happen it has come true so far just because I've used my resources and I've kept going on the journey and so I think a lot of people stop themselves because they're not sure and he's kind of like stop doubting yourself be sure of what the voice inside of your head is saying and go for it
0: Well, I'm excited for people to hear Jared's conversation. And just like every conversation, not only from the winning edge, but from what's next with Ronica, we are here to ensure that the next generation of women and minorities in the sports entertainment industry feel prepared, feel supported, and understand what it takes to make it in the industry. So thanks again, Ronica, um, for just being awesome and being you and being open to hear from all these Uh, former student athletes on on their journey and I'm glad to hear that
2: you're learning something. Of course, thank you. Hello, how are you? I am well, I am well. How are you? You staying safe and healthy? As healthy as I can. (laughs) Just quarantined, really quarantined. I hear you. You and me both. You and me both. Ready to get outside for sure. (laughs)
1: For sure. (laughs) So as I mentioned before, you're with the Los Angeles Rams working in former player development, but what exactly does that job entail?
2: Yeah, so you know, it's, it's a very unique role, very diverse. Mm-hmm. So what I do, I help all of our former players stay connected to the organization. So I work with everyone uh, from our practice squad guys who ended up not making our active roster all the way up mm-hmm. to our Hall of Famers. So it's this really unique world of athlete development, but also really athlete marketing. Um, heavily involved with our marketing and sponsorship teams uh, and work with our Hall of Famers and, and kind of premier guys to get them involved in our sponsorship deals and different appearances we do out uh, from a brand activation standpoint. So it's, uh, it's unique and being a former player, it's, it's always cool just to be around you know, our guys and, and add value where I can.
1: Yeah, is that something that was started once you came in? Is that a program you started yourself or was it there before?
2: Yeah, so it's really a brand new uh platform that the organization has been a trailblazer in. Um it it's actually not uniform across the league. So the Rams are are probably one of the only franchises to really be out there uh in this field and it's it's exciting. And it's yeah. it, it's sometimes nerve a because there's not much of a blueprint, but I think that's also what makes it a great opportunity.
1: Yeah, you can kind of create on the go.
2: <laughs> yeah, something like that.
1: <laughs> something like that. <laughs> But rewinding, yeah. since you were in high school, I was they, probably your whole life. But we only have stats from high school. You always seem to be academically driven. You were a two-time honor roll honoree in high school. When you were at the, when you were at Louisville, you finished your bachelor's degree in three years. <laughs> transferred to the Ohio State University, <laughs> I got you, and got your master's in science, in sports management in mm-hmm. one year with a 3.67 GPA, and then. <laughs> You were one of you were the only football player to enter in the PhD program while you were there. That that's insane. First of all, but that requires a type of drive and a work ethic. Like, where did that come from?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The first thing I'll say is I just showed up. You know, a lot of the times um, I, I'm, I'm like so human, and everyone <laughs> else is like, Jared, how did you do that? And I'm like, man, you know, honestly, I showed up, and I think that was probably the first step of me just stepping up to the plate and like, hey, like, I'm ready to take this at bat. I'm ready mm-hmm. to buckle my chin strap and just get out there today. Um, I, I wouldn't I don't consider myself like overly smart or like this unbelievable like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, but like, seriously, just showing up was half the battle mm-hmm. um, and, and allowing, uh, I think, for myself, me to even dream and, and think about that as an opportunity like when I Coming out of high school, I never in a million years anticipated even pursuing a graduate degree. Yeah. Never even thought about, you know, being a guy who's in a PhD program, you know, never even thought about it. But I kept showing up. And because I kept showing up and not just showing up, but then actively pursuing things mm-hmm. and actively getting to know my professors, actively asking questions, being engaged, participating It just seemed more and more opportunities started to to present themselves so um, I have to attribute it a lot to honestly just showing up Mm -hmm. and that's really what started this chain reaction of of some really cool opportunities that that you talked about
1: yeah so I know as a student athlete still there um, (laughs) we always feel like our schedule is so busy so what advice would you give to those student athletes who think like this is impossible what you did is impossible what advice do you have for them
2: Man, you know, I would say number one is listen to that inner voice. You know, one of the things that that I I cherish from my childhood, my mother really worked hard to instill in me is to listen to that inner voice of, you know, whether it's a question you ask yourself or something you wonder about or that kind of inner creativity um, that, that, you know, is just coming like pops in your head. And for me, I would always ask the question of like, man, like, what if I what if I actually like pursue this internship program? What if I actually like started something? (laughs) What if I, you know, reached out to my professor and said, hey, do you think I could do a PhD? You know, Mm -hmm. like I I, then that, again, allowed me to to shift my perspective and think in a more broad level than just doing what my coach told me to do. And I know my coaches love me and I still have great relationship, great relationship with my coaches to this day. But they were they weren't also the ones who were pushing me in that realm of my life right Mm -hmm. I think we all have to find individuals whether that's a mentor whether that's you know somebody from accountability standpoint in your finances like who's pushing you in each respective area of your life and for me it was you know a a couple of my professors that I can really point back to and I'm like man they really challenged me to to be the best I could be
1: yeah and a lot of I know a lot of student athletes like don't take advantage of the office hours that professors have, but professors are really willing to put in the time and work to make you as great as you want to be. So it's all about getting to them and actually seeking help. So that's some advice that I didn't learn (laughs) until until this past year, which a lot of people should start earlier. But, you know, playing football at Ohio State, you're surrounded by some elite talent, like You were there in 2015, Ezekiel Elliott, Joey Bosa, even Joe Burrow. Like, (laughs) looking back on it, how does that provide some
2: context into your current role? Mm, That's a great question. You know, for me, so the reason, again, just to to give you context, the reason I transferred to Ohio State uh, is because I wanted to be surrounded by the best. I started my career at Louisville as a walk-on. So like literally went from like trying out from the program all the way to starting, Ended up starting about 22 games at Louisville. Um, And I transferred to Ohio state and became like the third string safety after being a starter at Louisville. And so it was incredibly humbling. But for me, it was a great life lesson that I never wanted to be the best one in the room. Right. Because you are going to be the average of the people who you're surrounded with. So I truly wanted to surround myself with greatness. And it pushed me to, again, think at a higher level, uh, pushed me to perform beyond what I even thought possible and so fast forward to my role with the Rams right you know I'm the, I'm this kid from Columbus Ohio working with this enormous global brand in the LA yeah. Rams and you're getting you know VPs of finance you're getting a chief operating officer uh, our chief marketing officer was previously at Visa you know so like being around some heavy hitters mm-hmm. and I'm like wow like I'm a freshman all over again right like I, I went through my red shirt year and now, I'm yeah. really, you know, learning, learning the game, learning the language, how to present myself in, in this space. And, you know, I had to give myself that grace, give myself a, a buffer to, to acclimate to that. But very similar to my time at Ohio State and and finding these ways to, at that time, contribute to the program, now I'm looking to just contribute through my role to the franchise. So it's yeah. been um, a very unique journey that I think I'm so grateful for my previous experiences because I think it's allowed me to really maximize this current one.
1: Yeah, and uh, I was reading this article on you that said, <laughs> yeah, it was like talking about how great you were academically and how you just kept pushing yourself. And in it, you had an, avi- an advisor that mentioned you were, when you came to Ohio State, you were the first student athlete that he had spoken to that had a business plan and knew exactly what you wanted to do. So how, who helped you develop that plan?
2: A, I mean, it's a great question. So, I mean, oddly enough, I went to a conference in 2013. It was called Athletes and Social Change. Um, yeah. At the time, it was it was in Louisville, Kentucky, and just got exposed to a lot of people in the space who were thinking about how athletes can leverage their platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know if it was one specific person I could point to, but it was a series. I, I did informational interviews probably like Three to four times a week like I was just so hungry to learn people's stories and where they came from how like their journeys and it like was this incredible funnel into this idea of a business plan Um, and it was very young at the time but I think if there's any encouragement I can share with people watching is again tap into that creativity and listen to that inner voice because you never know what it could become right that same business plan that I developed in in 2013 at that time ended up becoming a full-fledged organization in 2019 that would be go and grow beyond what I ever even imagined, you know, so and that it started from this one conference that I bought like a $10 ticket to and, you know, you just never know what can happen. So mm-hmm. um, that's really how it all started. And it was because reaching out to all these people and just gaining that perspective, you know, that I, I may not have gotten otherwise.
1: Yeah, and you didn't almost everything you could do as a student athlete,
2: you took
1: advantage of your resources, you studied abroad. And then after leaving, you're the assistant director at athlete development at Clemson. Mm-hmm. And then now with the LA Rams, you started Prime U. And I want to talk a little bit more about <laughs> that. And in the Prime U, if you go to his website, you have the Slack community. Yeah. And I guess I just want to know um, what is the Slack community? And I guess especially in a time where we have the Coronavirus and mm-hmm. everyone is working online. I think that this platform is really great for people who need to be connected and need a way to 100%. get connected with others. So what is it? Tell me a little bit more about it. It kind of gave a little refresher but <laughs> you could take off from there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think during these past couple months, you know, I felt like pretty isolated, right. Mm-hmm. And for me, Um, I'm like naturally an introvert, but I do love connecting with people and having like very deep, authentic connections Uh, and just being around other people who are, you know, for lack of a better term, like about that life, you know? And so um, I'm like, man, I see this platform in Slack. How is, is there a way we could help connect and engage people um, to just have that authentic conversation and, and build together, right? I think Prime U was just a byproduct of some great conversations and people building together. Um, and it was this, this really unique kind of ecosystem. And I think the Slack group was, again, just a byproduct of that, that it evolved into an opportunity for those, you know, whether you're particularly quote unquote in the athlete development space or not, if you're, you know, looking to just connect and engage with people in that realm, um, it's a great platform and opportunity to do so. I mean, you have it. And it was, what's crazy is I sent it to about five or six of my friends. Yeah. Uh, and within 48 hours, there was like, Hundred and twenty five people in there. So it was like, whoa, like crazy, right? And so yeah. it's like, okay, like let's actually grow this thing, let's build this thing. Um, and allow people who are looking for information, looking to network, looking to just learn, right? And looking to grow themselves. I mean, I think that's really what Prime U stands for. But you know, honestly what what I stand for as well is like, man, how can I be around other people who are going to sharpen and refine me? And it's uh it's just a great opportunity to grow. So Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really what the Slack community is all
1: about. And you guys can
2: find that. It's just PrimeU.
1: Yeah, PrimeU.org
2: slash the lab. So the group is called the Athlete Development Lab. Yep. And you guys can all tap in with
1: who. But I might tap in too. I got you. (laughs) But so from your journey, you've had a long journey and there's still way more to go. Like just starting this new program with LA Rams. What would you say are three takeaways, student-athletes who want to, have this business plan like you did who want to take off into the world and like kick start running what are three takeaways that you can give them so they can start that journey now
2: mm. and I think honestly you uh you hit it right on the head in, in starting the journey now uh I think the biggest thing is is get exposure early right when I was at Ohio State I was the president of the social entrepreneurship club um I was actively involved with the Columbus startup community um, and I was like just testing ideas and and started prime U at a local high school with basically zero dollars in budget, and I had about six or seven you know high school kids who who wanted to join and, and, and improve through the program so I think just starting and not being afraid to start whatever it is, whether it 's doing an i g live show like this, whether yeah. you know hey, you have an idea about starting a clothing line like go ahead and develop a t shirt and, and put it out there and see what happens i think the beautiful, most beautiful thing about entrepreneurship particularly is the feedback loop you get, right? No different than your sport. Um, your coach is constantly analyzing film, analyzing uh, your technique and you're getting active feedback. Once you transition into corporate, in corporate America and in, in really the professional world, that feedback loop slows down a little bit. So yeah. finding ways, number one, just starting, right? Allowing that idea to actually turn into action. And then number two, really, once you get that action, once you take that action, finding ways to get some feedback on that right and and I think being humble about it you know I mean you yeah. know be honest there's a lot of people initially told me like Jared that's not a good idea like and 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 don't take it as like oh they're out to get me it's like okay well how could it be better you know so mm-hmm. being open to that feedback and then I think number 3 uh is is finding other people uh who are in that same same mindset the same wavelength uh one of my favorite things um I would always do as a student student athlete is I would kind of just interview other people, right? Whether they're mm-hmm. international students, I would just get to learn my classmates and like, oh, like where are you from, and you know, how did how did your journey shape you? You know, no different. The questions you're asking me, I think yeah. there's so much value in asking these exact same questions to your peers, right? And just being yeah. real, and I think building kind of that community along with you, because um, that's how movements start, right? Movements mm-hmm. start really with asking a question. Uh, And for me, I just found myself asking all these questions in this crazy kind of ecosystem at, you know, Ohio State and and, and really trying to tap into the the resources, you know, that that were available.
1: Yeah. And speaking of questions, you guys can keep asking questions if you have one. We're going to get started on one that came for you. Here it is. What is your advice Mm -hmm. for someone interested in player? personnel, football, slash football operations?
2: It's a great question. So anyone interested in player personnel, football operations, whatever that may be, at the NFL level, um, there's really three key events that you want to go to. Number one is the NFL combine. Uh, Mm -hmm. That is anyone who's everyone in in football operations is at the combine, Indianapolis, every year. That is a must, uh, absolute must, if you're looking to break into the industry. Um, and, and there's not necessarily any formal events around it, but just by being in the space, right? The, the NFL is a very tight knit community and it's built on relationships. It's built on who, you know, and so by you making yourself available, you never know who you'll run into, um, and just having your resume available. And by you making yourself available already puts you that much further ahead of other candidates who may be sending a cold email from a thousand miles away. Um, So the NFL combine is huge. The others are are senior bowls and all-star games. Uh, Those are other great opportunities um, to break into the space, particularly as well, whether it be scouting or other departments. And then in the college space, right in the college space, I think it's really, really um, uh, a a great way to get in is whether it's a student intern, um, there's a lot of different angles you could get in, but just volunteering, uh, finding ways to make yourself available. That is the absolute biggest thing because Football, any, any football operations or any sport operations, right? It's like, bang, bang, bang. You never yeah. know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of moving parts. And so just by being present in that, you're already putting yourself that much further ahead. So I hope that was helpful and can, can answer that question.
1: <laughs> that was very helpful. <laughs> and finishing up, I from this whole conversation, what is the biggest thing you want viewers and people who are tuning in later to take away from
2: this? Mm, I think um, the older I've gotten and the longer I've been in the industry is understanding the patience that's required to truly be great. Mm -hmm. And you know, in this day and age of Instagram and everybody's blowing up overnight and you see like people's followers scale like this, (laughs) people, when you understand how long it takes to truly be great, you know, it's very humbling, like, oh, this is awesome, you know, you're doing this, but can you do this for a year, for two years, for five years, for 10 years? Um, and I've really been able to just get that perspective, right, by being around some other, uh, whether it be top leaders in the, in the industry or even connected with our former players, right. I mean, one of our, our former players, Jackie Slater, he's a Hall of Famer. He played in the NFL for 20 years. I'm like, yo, that's way that's like over half my life. Like you, you <laughs> played in the NFL over half that's my life. That's ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. 20 years in the like NFL. To operate at that level for 20 years. Um, and I, I try to internalize that, right, to to help manage my own expectations. Yeah. Where it's an everyday thing. It's an everyday. It's it's so much about consistency, and it's a journey too, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think there is a lot of there's a lot of grit in the grind, but there's a lot of joy in the grind as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just embracing that, having patience, and knowing that with every step you're taking, you're just putting money in the bank, money yeah. in the bank, and one day mm-hmm. you're gonna be able to cash it out. I wouldn't be here. At the LA Rams, if it wasn't for Prime U, Prime U was actually the opportunity that opened up the gateway for the Rams. I, mm-hmm. It wasn't anything I necessarily knew or you know necessarily applied for; it just presented itself. But it was because I kept putting money in the bank, money in the bank, and um, in, in being consistent. So, yeah, no, I, I hope that I hope that answers your question. <laughs> no,
1: it did for sure. Um, thank you so much. I, I know I learned a lot. I'm the type of person that wants something to be great right away. I I get frustrated when I'm in practice and I didn't perfect it right when my coach told me the first time and so knowing and that advice that it is a slow grind and people it takes every day and you have to keep developing your skills every day is great advice and it's a great key that people can take away from this but thank you so much for your time um, if people want to watch we're going to have the YouTube coming up turn on your push notifications if you have any questions for Jared I'll DM us and I'll get them out to you and we'll try to figure out a way for you to answer them. But thank you so much for your time. Enjoy your Cinco
2: de Mayo and stay in quarantine. (laughs) Yes, thank you for having me. Stay safe and stay healthy.
1: Thanks, bye.